Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. All right, a good football Friday, everybody. Nice to have you with us. And while many of you are once again taking the day off, Maddie and I are here slaving over a hot microphone, trying to make you laugh, trying to make you think, trying to make you scratch your head and go, what the hell is that dum-dum talking about? And we will do so over the next three hours on this, again, Friday, January the 19th, year of our Lord and Savior 2024. Some good conversations. Thanks to B. Mitch. Uh, and um, JP is not in today, but JP and B. Mitch, you know, have me on, you know, once or twice a week, whatever it is, right before the show. I always appreciate those guys having me on and uh, helping me promote uh, whatever it is that we do over here. Uh, which I always appreciate. So thankful uh, to uh, be Mitch today. Uh, but we will feature a lot, of course, of football. Go figure on a football Friday with the divisional playoff round uh, coming up starting tomorrow afternoon with Houston and Baltimore and San Francisco and Green Bay tomorrow night. And of course, the nightcap on Sunday uh, would be the Buffalo Bills and Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, And, of course, that game will be preceded uh, on Sunday by what game um, is the other game? (laughs) I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, My goodness. My brain is such mush. I'll I'll think about it in a sec. Um, It's the other NFC game. Oh, the the, uh, uh, Lions and the the Buccaneers. Bucks. I mean, that's right. They're going to play out in the elements in Detroit without the roof on. Uh, they, maybe they're going to play at the old Pontiac Silverdome. It's going to be a tough game for the yeah. weather there. I, I think I was looking at um, uh, when I was at the Caps game the other night before the reporter asked the dumbass question to Todd Bowles about the roof or, or about weather being a factor. I think I was hanging out with uh, – well, I know I was hanging out with Lenny the Legend um, – and uh, and thanks to Monumental Sports uh, and uh, and Megan uh, for hooking all that up. Uh, appreciate uh, their hospitality. It was wonderful. Great night. Two nothing win for the Caps. Another big win for the Caps last night. T J Oshie with the hat trick uh, to finish off the St. Louis Blues. We'll get to that a little bit later on, but. I, we were looking at, um, so uh, I, I guess I could say this, right? Uh, Natalie Spala from ABC7 was there as well with a couple of her friends. And for whatever reason, we were talking about games in Detroit. And this was before the the stupid reporter came out and said, Hey, Todd, um, uh, are you worried about the weather? Um, you know, going to Detroit, it's been really cold. 13 uh, degrees out there. Exactly. And Todd Bowles looking at her like, uh, how do I not embarrass you and yet answer the question all at the same time? Or I could do a Mike Tomlin and storm uh, off the uh, set. But anyway, Todd Bowles answers it much more professionally than I would. I would be like, listen, honey, come on. 
Let's let's get with it here. Okay. I mean, where did you come from? A spaceship? A UFO? Did somebody just drop you down to earth? There is no outdoor football in Detroit. Okay. But anyway, Todd Bowles, much nicer than me. So anyway, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, so we were looking at pictures. For whatever reason, we were talking about old games in Detroit and horrible Redskins games in Detroit, like week three, 2009, my first year on the beat when Detroit hadn't won a game in 18 consecutive games, stretching the complete last year in the first two weeks of the 2009 season, and somehow the Redskins lost that game. And then we were talking about the game the next year, Halloween, uh, week eight, week nine, whatever it was, Donovan McNabb benched with two minutes left because of of, of cardiovascular uh, issues, according to Mike Shanahan. And, and, and so many just weird things. And we were looking at the Pontiac Silverdome. You might be a little bit you remember the Pontiac Silverdome when you were a kid or no? Not off the top okay. of my head, no. Well, they played the Super Bowl there one year between Cincinnati, San Francisco. It was a great game. Uh, you know, obviously the home of the Lions. I forget when they moved into Ford Field, but they moved into Ford Field, I think roughly turn of the century. Maybe it was 1999. I can't remember exactly when, um, but right around there. Cause I know I was at the Super Bowl at Ford field in 2006 and it was already a couple of years old. So maybe it was 2001, whatever it was, but they 2002. haven't played 2002. All right. Thank you, Matt. So they haven't played outdoor football in Detroit ever. Okay. But if the pictures that we were looking at, and Lenny the Legend pulled him up on his phone. If the pictures we were looking at, and I don't know the answer to this to be truthful or not. I haven't done any big-time bona fide research. He pulled up pictures of the Pontiac Silverdome, the old home of the Detroit Lions. Again, they moved into Ford Field in 2002. It's now 2024, 22 years ago. And it's still standing, although the roof is completely torn off because, as you would imagine, with no sporting events or no events of any sort going on in there, because they built all sorts of new arenas uh, in the Detroit greater metro area, so there's no need for it. There's no roof because uh, it's probably got snowed in or whatever happened. Well, it's a wide-open football stadium. Like, a, a bunch of the seats are still there. There's a bunch of mangled and twisted metal from seats that have been ripped out and just left in a basically a graveyard of a football stadium. And I don't know how old the pictures we were looking at are, but I was told that the it's still standing. So I started to think when this lady asked the question to Todd Bowles about weather in Detroit being a factor for the Detroit Lions and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this Sunday, I wonder if she was looking at the same damn pictures. She was thinking, uh, Todd, maybe uh, you're going to play in the Pontiac Silverdome without the, uh, well, the, the thing that they call the dome uh, th that made it the Silverdome. I, I don't know. Detroit's not in that bad shape. Detroit. D Detroit's, I, I mean, they've got a lot of new arenas, but I, I, I wouldn't say it's in great shape. I, we're not in a dome that doesn't have a top and seats that have been ripped yeah. out. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. But my point is, maybe she saw the same pictures because she asked the question the next day, Wednesday. And we were looking at these pictures on Tuesday. And again, I, I think they're recent pictures. And I, uh, I, if I remember correctly, Natalie, who is from Detroit, said that she thinks the Pontiac Silverdome is still standing in, in, in that regard. Now, maybe, again, maybe I'm completely wrong. I haven't been up to Detroit since... Uh, I want to say it's 2013 somewhere, but you know, one of the best weeks of my life was spent in Detroit at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 40, Pittsburgh and Seattle. That was awesome. I got to cover the 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 entire week. It was great. I mean, football heaven. I mean, it was unbelievable. Radio Row at the Renaissance Center, overlooking the Detroit River and Canada, and uh, just everything. I mean, it was awesome. Now, d day of the game, it was like six degrees outside. So thank goodness. We were inside and got a pretty good Super Bowl out of it. My guy Antoine Randall, who now toils for the Detroit Lions as a wide receivers coach, you know, coaching up Amon Ross St. Brown 
and the rest of the troops. You may have seen Antoine Randall and Amon Ross St. Brown have a joyous moment of celebration at the end of Sunday night's win over the Rams because Amon Ross St. Brown, or ARSB, had that big catch on second and nine to kind of ice it late. The bottom line is maybe that's what maybe that's what she was thinking. Maybe that's what she was thinking. Uh, but that game, obviously, indoors, and that's probably a good thing. Uh, on Sunday afternoon, before the nightcap, Buffalo, Kansas City, and as you probably heard, they're expecting another couple of feet. Now, we got a couple of inches, I think, throughout the metro DMV area, depending on where you're from. I know out west in Loudoun County, we probably got, I don't know, three, four inches, whatever it was. Still going. Still going outside of our window. You are correct. So be safe out there, obviously. Uh, don't be a dum-dum. Don't drive like a maniac. Uh, don't think that you are uh, running laps in the uh, Daytona International Speedway, baby. That's the Daytona 500 and the duels that are coming up uh, in just a couple of weeks. All right, so here's what we wanted to do. Out of the jump here, and of course we'll get more into the nitty-gritty on the divisional playoffs, but out of the jump here, uh, on this Football Friday on the Team 980, which is presented by your local Honda dealer, experience, power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda, see your local Honda dealer. I wanted to ask you this. We brought this up yesterday with Ben Standing, uh, who has been making the rounds, baby. Um, and I was I was surprised by it. I, I wasn't mad. I, I try not to get that mad about things anymore, but I was surprised by it. And we asked Ben about it, and clearly he respectfully disagreed with his colleague Mike Sando of The Athletic, who did this ranking of the eight NFL head coaching vacancies. The Los Angeles Chargers are number one. Now listen, you might squabble with that and say, well, you know, they've got a lot of aging players, a lot of injured players. They've got a big-time cap issue. Sure, they've got Justin Herbert. Yes, they've got great weather. Yes, they've got a brand-new uh, you know, training facility. Yes, they've got a sparkling $5 bazillion stadium. Um, you know, all of that. Southern California, Hollywood. I, I-, I got you. I got you. Okay. Um, here's the bottom line. You can't make a killer argument, a strong argument that it's not the Chargers, right? You can say, well, I prefer another team situation over that situation or what have you. But you can't make a argument, I don't think, that puts the Chargers way down the list. I think you can, again, squabble whether they are the top job or not based on whatever criterion you want to use. But Sando's got them at number one. And I'm going to read a little bit more about what he writes. But at number two, at number two, he's got not the Washington Commanders. No, not the Seattle Seahawks. And clearly, if the Cowboys had fired Mike McCarthy, they may have been up here. Not the New England Patriots, who finished with the third overall pick, and don't have a quarterback, but have a good defense and so on and so forth. And a lot of people think Gerard Mayo is going to be really good. We'll see. Not the Vegas Raiders. Did I say Vegas Raiders? The Vegas Raiders. Good Lord. I mean, he only talks for a living. And certainly not the Washington Commanders. We told you this yesterday. The Commanders on Mike Sando's eight NFL head coaching vacancies ranking ranks sixth. Only behind them are the Tennessee Titans and the Carolina Panthers. Here's what Santo, Sando, sorry, not Santo, Sando wrote, it's an exciting day in Washington with a new owner driving a franchise reset following more than two decades of embarrassment on and off the field under previous owner Dan Snyder. Okay, of course, we know all that. That said, a first-time NFL owner has hired a first-time GM, so there will be a learning curve that could give the team a better shot at success down the line compared to right away. There is greater uncertainty in the meantime. I think that's a fair point. 
Most people, of course, around here look at it as, oh, we got hair on our chest for the first time. We got a new owner. We got a new GM. And we're going to get a new head coach, a neophyte head coach who's 37 years old and, again, barely has hair under his underarms. And we're going to join them all together and we're going to marry them into a thruple and we're going to make love for the next 15 years. And everything's going to be great. That's that, that's what I get a lot of on Twitter. That's what I hear some of on the radio, in the media circles, what have you. I'm always moist, baby. Exactly. I'm not saying my guy Linnell says that. No, no, no. But that's what you hear a lot of, right? Of course, I don't think necessarily that way, uh, as we've pointed out plenty of times. But Sando is basically saying, right here, right now, a first-time NFL owner, a first-time NFL GM, and perhaps a first-time head coach that might be sub-40, say if it's Bobby Slowick Jr. or even Ben Johnson. That's a lot of first-times. That's a lot of newness. There might be a growing curve um, there. You know, there might be a arduous climb up the mountain. He said... It's possible the new ownership group, which seems to feature lots of potential voices, okay, and I think that's, again, fair, might have unrealistic expectations. I don't know. Maybe they do. I don't sense that. I don't sense that they thought this team was going to win the Super Bowl this past year. Turning around an NFL franchise can take time. It's tougher than turning around the fortunes of an NBA team, notable given commander's owner Josh Harris's background in that league. And I would say this. That point, really, I, I that I disagree with. It's way easier, I think, to turn around an NFL franchise with a hard cap, with a minimum floor, with the size of the roster and not needing one dominant superstar or two dominant big-time weapons. And really now, as we've come to find out in the NBA over the last 10 years or so, you probably need three great players. I mean, you might need three great players in the NFL, but... When you look at the Houston Texans and you look at their turnaround, do they have any more than two great players? Laramie Tunsil and C.J. Stroud. Nobody else would I consider a great player. On the They have good players. They have potentially great players. But they don't have great players outside of C.J. Stroud and Laramie Tunsil. And they went from forever garbage, not forever garbage, but recent garbage, hot, steamy, stinking garbage, firing coaches left and right every year, just a disaster on the field. They hoodwinked the Cleveland Browns into the Deshaun Watson deal, which helps spur and turn around things. They make some other deals. They get the second and third overall pick. They get C.J. Stroud. They get the pass rusher from Alabama. And now they're flying high. It doesn't take all that much time to turn around an NFL franchise. So I disagree with Sando in this regard. In ju- and, and especially when he uses the, the, the comparison to the Philadelphia 76ers and Josh Harris. We all know what they went through, the process or whatever the hell they called it there, where they lost 50-plus games for three, four years in a row, and now all they do is win 50 games until they choke in the playoffs. Right? So it took longer. It took longer in the NBA in Josh Harris's case because he ripped it down to the nails, the studs, if you will, than it does in the NFL. Now, again, not every team does what the Houston Texans did. So we need to point that out. I would also say that in the NFL, more so than any other professional sport in America, a single player has so much more impact on the game because there's only so many players on the court. In the at, NBA, In yes. the NBA. So get building a team where you have seven guys that are all-stars 
it takes a little bit longer because you need to make sure every single player is precisely the right guy. It's a little bit different in the NFL because you need to find the people that can fit the spots right. And one guy outside of maybe quarterback can't win a game for you. It's impossible. Correct. But but I would argue that you don't need – in the NBA, it seems, by and large, you need that Giannis-type player. You need that LeBron James-type player. You need a player. 1A and a 1B. You need a guy that is a superstar, and you need somebody that's able to feed them and pick up slack on the nights where your superstar okay. isn't perfect. Fine. You're right. In the NFL, you need you need a great player or two – but you need more volume. You need a stout line and on more both depth sides. And, and, and what have yeah. you. Right. But my point being is, like, I, I guess what I'm saying is, it's not easy to turn around a moribund franchise in any sport. But I would take argument, I would take exception to the fact that it's so much harder in the NFL to turn around a moribund franchise than it is in the NBA or any other sport. It's hard. It's difficult. I'm not suggesting that it's not. But it's not impossible, and again, all I can tell you is, and and I'm sure if I just did a little more research, again, the Houston Texans are the perfect, real-life, breathing, living example of moribund into really good in one year. Now, again, you got to hit on a bunch of things. I'm not suggesting that you don't. But my point being is, Sando makes the point as to part of the reason why he ranks the commander's job at sixth Overall is because you got a first-time owner, a first-time GM, and a first-time head coach in all likelihood. But second, more importantly, it's harder to turn around an NFL team than it is a NBA team. And I would argue that, again, and maybe it's recency-biased, I don't believe it's as hard to turn around an NFL team as Sando is indicating. And I think in some ways it might be harder. Look at the Wizards, right? I mean, the Wizards have had great players, and at times they've had success. But they have not had sustainable success, largely because of injury, but also because, again, that that formula that it's not good enough to just have one great player. It's not good enough to have two great players, i.e. Beal and John Wall, when they were clicking and when they were healthy. You really need three great players, and they were never able to find that third great player. I mean, unless anybody counts Otto Porter as a third great player, which I don't. But the point being is, it's, I think, maybe in some ways, even harder to turn around an NBA franchise because, Matt, of what you were basically mentioning. You have to have that one and one A, certainly the one generational superstar. You just can't roll out a NBA team with a bunch of nine-to-five ham and eggers, a bunch of depth guys, and expect to compete with the you know, the Denver Nuggets and the Lakers, who I know are struggling a little bit, and the Phoenix Suns, who I know aren't healthy and are struggling a little bit, and the Dallas Mavericks and, you know, the the other team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are back and uh, up and running, uh, and so on and so forth, in the Western Conference. You just, it's like, you might be able to get away with an average, average team. And I'm going to give you a perfect example. I'm going to give you a perfect example. When we come back, because we've got to take the break. A perfect example that everybody's going to remember that I just thought of. In the NFL, in just mere moments, the Commanders rank sixth. The Commanders rank sixth in Mike Sando's head coach vacancies, uh, only ahead of Tennessee and Carolina. And, of course, behind the L.A. Chargers, the Seattle Seahawks, the Atlanta Falcons, the New England Patriots, and the Vegas Raiders. And I ask you, I know you're not going to like it, but is it even remotely fair? Is it, is, can a legitimate argument be made because of the first-time nature of the structure that Sando is pointing out and that it's harder to turn around an NFL team than maybe an NBA team? And he cites Josh Harris specifically or an NHL team, or, again, whatever. I'm going to give you that perfect example of why it's easier in the NFL, in my opinion, than Sando is indicating, and maybe you are thinking. 301-230-0980, agree, disagree, hate it, understand it. Where do you think the commanders rank among head coach vacancies in the NFL? There's eight of them still right here, right now. 
Let's take a timeout. We'll come on back, and uh, we'll give you a quick trending alert in just a couple of minutes as well. Stay tuned. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, good to have you with us on this football Friday on the Team 980. It is driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience, power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. Be careful out there, obviously. The roads, the major roads, I didn't think they were in bad shape driving in. Um, You know, wet. um, You know, I was talking to B. Mitch before the show. He said they were a little worse you know, coming in earlier, his show starts at 10, and he showed a picture of some dude swan diving off of 66. Um, so, obviously, be careful. Goes without saying. Don't drive like a dum-dum, okay? Um, but just, you know, it's not that bad out there once you get out of whatever neighborhood you live in. Um, so, I think you can move around. I don't think, you know, I don't think you'll be paralyzed. Um, so, here's... The point that I donk. wanted to make. Wait, what was that? Don't be a donk. Yes, yes, Craig Heist. Always, we say that. That's our uh, tribute to Craig Heist um, uh, around here, uh, who uh, is is a part of our staff. Now, um, here's the point that I wanted to make about turning around an NFL franchise and not needing premier talent to do it. Okay. It is true that this team had. Some talent, some cornerstone pieces. And it is also true that this team only won seven games in a given season. But I take you back to 2020, the COVID year, everything going on with the name change, Ron Rivera cancer, a one-in-five start, Dwayne Haskins, who wasn't very good, RIP, Sorry, just being honest. Who Ron Rivera wanted really nothing to do with, okay, Um, but felt obligated to give him an opportunity because the team had previously, with the owner, had previously invested a first-round pick in him in the 2019 draft just before. He had shown a little sign of life late in the year, so on and so forth. What I'm get what I'm getting at is that 2020 Commanders team. Sure, they had Jonathan Allen. Yes, they had Deron Payne. Deron Payne was not great back then. 
He was very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. But they had a young Montez Sweat. They had a rookie in Chase Young who got hurt in his third game and missed a lot of training camp and so on and so forth. They had musical chairs at quarterbacks. They had ultimately four quarterbacks start games. They almost did what the Cleveland Browns did this year, which was make the playoffs with four starting quarterbacks. Instead, they were in the playoffs with a fourth starting quarterback. My point being is, yes, even though they were 7-9, and nine, that's not exactly turning it around. They won a division title, okay? And they came back from a 1-5 start and whatever. The point being is, not that it was easy, but it didn't take a lot to turn them around to where they could win a bad division and give the eventual Super Bowl champions a run for their money in a wild card game, right? Again, I'm not suggesting it's the same thing, but just work with me here. Ultimately, it didn't work out long-term here. We all know some of the reasons why, most of the reasons why. But I don't believe it's that hard to turn around an NFL franchise. And again, maybe I'm missing something here, but I just don't. So when when we talk about Mike Sando, uh, who I respect for, he's been around and does a great job, like Mike's work. When we talk about Mike Sando ranking the commanders sixth among the vacancies, because it's tougher to turn around the fortunes of an NFL franchise. Yes, it is. I can acknowledge that, but it's, I don't believe in any way, shape, or form it's tougher to turn around an NFL franchise than it is an NBA franchise or even, even hockey. I mean, if you think about it, when Alex Ovechkin was drafted number one overall, I mean, you know, the Capitals were what? In the playoffs in year three? I'd have to go back and double-check that. Year three, maybe maybe it was year four. I can't remember. But they were certainly on the rise even before they made that play, the playoffs that year under Bruce Boudreau. And remember, you know, you had the whole shutdown and, and lockdown and all that stuff. So you have to remember what that did. Baseball, I think, can be maybe the most difficult to turn things around. Look at how long it took the Orioles to gut their franchise. To gut their franchise and reboot. Look at how long it took the Houston Astros to gut their franchise and reboot. Right? Just two somewhat recent examples. Look at how in baseball you could have all the resources in the world. High price, premium talent. The Angels. And year after year they suck. I think baseball might be the toughest sport oh, to easily. turn things around. Easily baseball's the hardest. All right, so we're in agreement. You have to have pitchers and you have to have batters. Right. Like You have to be actively focusing on You have on to have multiple. starting pitching and bullpen. You have to have two oh, types of pitching, there, right? Yeah, there, there's so much that you need to right. be successful and you need every part right. to work well. So ultimately, again, maybe I'm picking nits here. I don't know, but I don't agree with Mike Sando's reasoning for that. But I do understand his reasoning for saying, hey, man, it's a first-time NFL owner, a first-time GM, Adam Peters, and in all likelihood a first-time head coach, although he doesn't say that right here because obviously when he wrote this yesterday or Wednesday or whatever it was and it came out yesterday, he doesn't know who they're going to take. But the inference is there. First time, first time, first time. Most fans think that's great. Oh, we can marriage everybody together. Uh, again, we can have a threesome. But there's challenges that come with that. There's challenges that come with that. So I'm not going to sit here and say this is outrageous. This is awful. This is disgraceful. This is terrible. Uh, like maybe some of you might. Okay. It's a ranking. It's analysis. Do I think the commanders are higher than the sixth best vacancy in the NFL? Hell yeah. I think they're higher and better than the Las Vegas Raiders, who don't have a quarterback as well. 
I think they're higher and better than the New England Patriots, who we know don't have a quarterback and really don't have any offensive talent. They do have a solid defense, certainly, if not a good defense. And obviously with Judon if and 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 Christian Gonzalez, they have some cornerstone pieces. We'll see how long Judon lasts in Foxborough. The Seattle Seahawks. I mean, you can make an argument, certainly, that they are in better shape than the Commanders. Okay. The Atlanta Falcons have some cornerstone pieces on offense and a really good offensive line. But they don't have a quarterback and they don't have a top three pick. But they might be getting hoodie. Who everybody thinks is too old and can't coach offense and can't find a quarterback. Is the Falcons head coaching job way better? Significantly better? Slightly better than the Commanders? I don't think so. I think the only two teams you can make an absolute kind of stone-cold argument in my case for is the Chargers and the Seahawks. That's it. And you can even debate that for various reasons. But I think those are the only two teams in my mind that I would say, as I think about it on paper, those two teams have a better head coaching vacancy. What about you? 301-230-0980. I know we're way late. We butchered the clock here. Uh, we'll take the time out late here and do the trending alert, and then we'll come back and reset uh, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. On this Football Friday, it's driven by your local Honda dealer. Uh, experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda C, your local Honda dealer. All right, the Capitals winning last night before heading off to St. Louis, and ironically enough, they beat the Blues with a hat trick from former St. Louis Blue T.J. Oshie, who has been on a heater since coming back over the weekend. Alex Ovechkin returned to the lineup, had an assist in the win for the Capitals, who are again in St. Louis tomorrow night. Meanwhile, the Wizards losing a tough one, uh, but they did get a nice debut from Marvin Bagley III, the newest member of the Wizards, who was acquired on Sunday from the Detroit Pistons in a tight loss at Madison Square Garden. Again, the divisional playoffs coming up this weekend, starting with Baltimore and Houston up in the charm city of Baltimore uh, early tomorrow afternoon, 4.30 as a matter of fact, and of course, the nightcap is Green Bay visiting Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers, Adam Peters' former team. And on Sunday, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and and Baker Mayfield uh, in Detroit, followed by Patrick Mahomes' first ever road playoff game against the Buffalo Bills. And that's what's trending. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we're going to get into uh, more of the drama between Jay Gruden and Robert Griffin III, which, again, went to a different level last night. Everyone nationally was buzzing about it. I mean, I saw more stuff on Pro Football Talk, on Yahoo, and whatever. I'll just remind everybody, he, Jay Gruden said on Tuesday on this very radio program that part of the reason why things did not work out for Robert Griffin III here in Washington and under his leadership, under his coaching, is because Kirk Cousins was a better player. And everyone in the building knew it. And that's basically what Jay said last night on Twitter. Apparently deleted the, the tweet, but everybody got it before 
it went away. Now, he did add, you know, something more biting that I don't think he said with us about how it didn't work out for Robert in Baltimore and Cleveland. And he's right. I mean, in Baltimore, it's not like Robert didn't have a job. It's not like Robert wasn't the backup quarterback. It's not like he didn't play a little bit. He actually did play in that Wednesday afternoon snow game in 2020 before the commanders went in and beat Pittsburgh the next Monday afternoon, whatever. He did actually play, but he couldn't throw at all. I mean, there was like no, like, and obviously he was behind Lamar Jackson, and he he was instrumental in shaping Lamar Jackson. I'm not telling you that he wasn't. Oh, from the get go, it seemed like that was him. Them bringing him in because he was, right. in, he was when he brought, got well, brought in a running quarterback, yes. and they had a guy who's like, hey, correct, we need somebody that can make sure that Lamar doesn't break himself like RG3 did. Correct. But so also that if him. something happened to Lamar where either he struggled You have a guy who or, has a very similar exactly, set of uh, skills exactly. to be able to fill in. Because what happened with Lamar, it, unlike with Robert, Robert wanted to go from 0 to 100 in a snap of a finger as a pocket passer. Lamar and the Ravens were smart. They they gave Lamar a little bit, 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 little bit. Now all of a sudden, again, not that he's putting up monster numbers, 400 yards a game or anything, but you see a very efficient, effective pocket passer who can still use his legs. It's because he didn't go from zero to 100 in the snap of a finger. That's what Robert wanted to do. Okay? So anyway, the bottom line, we'll get into more of that in the 2 o'clock hour. I did want to, again, uh, and we're going to try and get Mike Sando on the show here, uh, I forgot to send him a text, uh, so I just did so. So we're 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 gonna see if he can uh, pop on here before four o'clock. Again, I, I you know all the respect in the world. I, I just I, I disagree that the Atlanta Falcons job, that the Vegas Raiders job, that the Patriots job is better than the Commanders job. Again, I understand some of what Sando is pointing out. First-time owner, first-time GM, and perhaps first-time head coach, which I guess would theoretically make it even worse in his eyes because he didn't even say that part, right? But he was clearly making an inference, you know, there's a learning curve. And he's right, there is. Even though Josh Harris is not a first-year owner now, he hadn't been on the job for more than seven months. And they had so much to deal with to take over and clean up that it it really, he's really just starting his first year. Or at least, I think that's how most reasonable people look at it. But this is a better job than the Vegas Raiders, right? I mean, the Raiders have a beautiful stadium that they're going to play the Super Bowl in. They have no home crowd advantage. I mean, who doesn't want to go to Vegas to watch a football game? Well, the answer to that is everyone does. So 25,000, 30,000, maybe 40,000 visiting fans infiltrate Allegiant Stadium and spend the weekend or the week in Vegas and go watch their football team play. They have no home field advantage. They have no quarterback. Their offensive line did rebound this year, but now they've lost their offensive line coach. They did rebound this year, and they showed a resiliency. You know, Max Crosby's awesome, and he's better than anything the commanders have. But if Max Crosby is better than anything that the commanders have, don't the commanders have, outside of Devontae Adams, better or as good? I mean... I, I, Josh Jacobs, I guess, all right, you give them the edge. So, so I guess I guess what Sando is basically saying is you have some cornerstone pieces in Vegas that might be better than here in Washington, and I know he's not just comparing Vegas to Washington, but essentially that's what he is. And so you might be able to turn it around quicker in, in, in Vegas, but but I would argue because they don't have the quarterback – and because they don't have any home field advantage and because they have a wackadoo owner who hired and fired a GM and a head coach in a year and a half, and yes, it turned it around, but the point is he made a big mistake and had to do that in a year and a half. I don't view the Raiders' job as being better 
than the commander's job. Am I missing something? No, and I think that it comes down to that there's a difference between wanting to come in as a head coach for an organization that already has some of the groundwork laid out versus this, which, let's be honest, there's not a whole lot of train tracks currently for the commanders already pre-laid out for us. There's going to be a lot of needing to set up to make sure that the train is on the right track and we're moving in the appropriate direction. And that's going to be a lot of work for the next head coach. And so from the aspect of the amount of work that has to come in, I can see a lot of head coaches being like, you know what? That's going to be too, that's too much for me. I don't want to have to completely rebuild and, 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 and I want to come in and I want to just bring my system. And I can understand why some head coaches might not want to come to Washington. But I think a head coach now coming here, Matt, to your point, is in a much better position than when Ron decided to come here and, again, had everything, again, partially what he agreed to and what I believe he wanted, even though he basically put it on Dan, he had to take on the world. It It was Ron Rivera versus the world. To finish out my point, I don't want those guys. Anybody that wants Correct. anybody that wants to come in and take it easy and like, oh, the roster's already set. I just need to come in and bring my system and like this is how we're gonna play. I don't need that. Oh, I need okay. somebody you're, that's okay. gonna come in. You're saying in. that's not what you want. I All want right. somebody that's coming in and like, you know what, we gotta do whatever we need to do. We need to build, we need to get I need somebody that is Dan Campbell esque, biting kneecaps off, doing whatever it takes to try and get the win. And I think that you don't get that with a coach that is like, oh, I have to do work. No, I want somebody that's coming in and is just tooth and nail trying to fight. Tenacious, intense, all oh, yeah. that. See, but 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 I think I thought you were going a different way. I think what you're asking for is a fiery, passionate, intense head coach, which I think we're all looking for. A lack of folded arms on the sideline. Right, fine. Um, but I, I guess what I'm, what, what I'm saying is whoever the new head coach is going to be does not have to fight the same monumental battles that Mike Shanahan, Jay Gruden, Jim Zorn, Joe Gibbs, part two, uh, you know, Ron Rivera all had to fight. Number one, there is no Dan. Yeah. Hopefully they don't have to be a manager as well as a head coach. Right. You don't have to worry about a name change because that ain't happening anytime soon. Okay, maybe at some point you might have to. I ain't happening anytime soon. That shouldn't be on the head coach anyway. Correct, exactly. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is the new head coach, whoever he is, comes here and yes, he has to mold the quarterback or find somebody to mold the quarterback if it's a defensive-minded head coach, but he has to worry about just being the head coach. He doesn't have to worry about being the head coach, the GM, the president, the grand poobah, the the all-powerful center, the this, the that, you know, whatever. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about selling tickets. You don't have to worry about being, again, the only person with any NFL experience, basically, in the building. No, you don't have to worry about that. But in return, what we need is a guy who has the intensity to be doing all of that. Instead, is 100% focused on making sure this team is a winning team. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But but again, I, I, I guess I keep going back to... All right, if Vegas ranks ahead of, say, the Commanders in this ranking, the only thing that I can think of, and Sando, to my, uh, based on what I'm reading, okay, um, does not even go here, okay, which is a little bit surprising, but he talks about the late season rally, you know, whatever, and 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 how they, you know, how Antonio Pierce won in the division, and 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 so on and so forth. But he didn't even talk about, I think, the greatest common. Or the greatest difference between the Raiders and the Commanders, which is the fact that they have three cornerstone pieces in Max Crosby, um, um, uh, uh, Max Crosby, uh, J- Josh Jacobs, uh, and and uh, Devontae Adams. They, they do, and the Commanders sort of can match up with Terry, but t- Terry's not obviously Devontae Adams. They're not really matching up at running back, maybe eventually down the line, but I don't see it with Josh Jacobs and certainly not with Max Crosby now that they've traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young. So so that's the only thing that I could say, well, that would separate and make the Raiders' job better 
than the Commanders. And they're the two teams ranked fifth and sixth, so that's why I'm spending more time on the Raiders. But I think the Commanders should be no worse than third, tops, fourth. And that's if you give the nod to the Raiders. Honestly. And, and that's what I take umbrage with this piece. we got to take a timeout. Top of the hour here. Uh, we'll do that, and then we'll come back and take your calls. 301-230-0980. Do you have a problem with the Commanders being ranked the sixth, third from the bottom, best head coaching vacancy? And we'll get into RG3 and more of Jay Gruden uh, and all the popcorn that was being eaten last night, again, on social media. Coming up next hour, come with us on a football Friday on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 